This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. This is Brody King and you're listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, our patron mailbag series. This is episode number 16. My name is Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome to our patrons mailbag episode. That's right, where we answer the questions from our lovely patrons who are, are helping us keep this show up and running. Nick, we have a ton of questions today. Yes. And I'm very excited to get into them. Maybe we should do some little bit of housekeeping and then... Let's answer some questions because we got Royal Rumble. We yeah. got, dude, we got to get going. We got uh, we got Worlds Collide coming up right now today. We got to watch that. We got Royal Rumble tomorrow. It's a huge weekend. It's madness. Yeah, I'll make it real easy for you guys. BWOPodcast.com. Okay. All of it's yeah. there. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all of those. You definitely want to be a part of those, especially Facebook and Discord. Those are the two big ones. You can find links in the description below of this video or in pinned to any of our social media profiles. But make sure you get into our discussion group over on Facebook and the Discord community so you can live chat with us during the pay-per-views tonight and tomorrow and all throughout every week with all of the regular shows. And a big thank you as well from me to all of our patrons that facilitate uh, the the continuation of this show and the growth of it, uh, especially this patron mailbag series. This is for you guys. If you'd like to get in on that, patreon.com slash BWO is the place to do it, as well as if you'd like to participate in our patron pick'ems challenge tomorrow night for Royal Rumble, kicking off 2020 where reigning champion Brian Average will be defending his patron pick'em championship Ooh. for the first time. Cannot wait to get into that. Ian and Surrey, uh, sorry, Surrey and Dangerous and myself just made our picks, and we'll be making our oh, confidence God. bets later oh. tonight and into tomorrow. Uh, patrons, heads up. Please have your pick'em sheets. We'll get those out to you tonight, but please have them in to me tomorrow by 5 p.m. Eastern at the very latest. That will be the cutoff before mm. we get into the pre-show and into the show tomorrow night. Ian, we got a lot of questions to get through, so let's not waste any more time. We're going to kick yes, things sir. off with Mr. Andy Jessup, as always. He seems to oh, always get in there first, I, and he's always on the me. ball whenever I put yes, things sir. up. He says, you have been asked to assemble a three-man commentary team for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, one team for each. You, can't, you can use any commentator, past or present, dead or alive, who are your picks. Oh man! This is, this is like a Mount Rushmore of commentary kind of question. Yeah, a little bit. He has a little bit of Mount commenta- Mount Rushmore commentary. I mean, can we pick what era uh, we're getting? 
I think I we mean, have Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. What what three what two or threesome? I I tend to like the threesome on commentary teams more so than the pairings. You know, if I look back at the you pairings, came, well, you came around on that. Then you came around on that. That's, I, I did. I did. That's new. I mean, if you had, if you look back at like Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura, or Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain, or uh, Jr. and and the King. You know, yeah. it, that's at a certain point. Like when it, Jr. and the King, we kind of, and and of course Gorilla and and Heenan, we kind of hit that panacea sweet spot. But absolutely, somewhere along the way, we added a third commentary member in the over the last decade, well, and it worked. Well, no, you you at one point you had um you had Jr. King and and McMahon, or you had you know. Uh, Macho Man was in there for a minute. Like there was three three man commentaries for a bit there uh, in the '90s. So, like it's not it's not a new thing. Yeah. But um, if we were putting together a three man team, it's hard for me to not want to go for my favorites. Like having Heenan and Ross with you know maybe like a, some sort of wild card on the side, like uh, like a, like you know King or like uh, um, problem is you know. You couldn't throw Morrow in there because he would just get it would totally not be the right place for him. Um, I loved yeah. Morrow on SmackDown. It was JBL that I couldn't stand. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the the problem is is that it's still the di- you have to think about how the dynamic is going to work. Will in the um, chat makes a good point as well. It's do we only like three man teams because it gave Corey and others the opportunity to make fun of the other commentator and they, you had that additional dynamic going on. Aside from just calling and, and reacting to the match? Well, but also what you get, you can have a couple of different dynamics. It doesn't have to be the heel commentator makes fun of like the sweet, innocent uh, face commentator. And then there's the color, and then there's the uh, straight man, yeah. the play-by-play, right? You can do play-by-play in color. You can do two colors, one face, one heel with the, with the play-by-play, uh, who's somewhat neutral slash face. Um, there's a couple of different setups you can run with. You know, or you could kind of have what they did for a while with like, so in NXT right now, Nigel is ostensibly kind of the heel, and Morrow is the face slash play by play, and Beth is the face. Yeah, kind of, but they don't really go into those tropes. They're like it's not brutally obvious. Um, How refreshing was it for Beth? By the way, I'll say this as well. Before, we we probably got to pick these and move on, but when Nigel was doing NXT UK Takeover Blackpool Two. It was just Morrow and Beth, and we actually got well to hear some good color commentary from Beth Phoenix on NXT because she wasn't being there. wasn't so much going on between Morrow uh, reacting the way that he does, and brilliantly so. Nigel calling uh, stuff the way that he does, brilliantly so. It feels like Beth was has been a bit of an afterthought in that three person team. Now I don't with think, Ni- I don't think so. well, Nigel being out doing the uh, the takeover event gave Beth a, a refreshing chance to shine, and I loved every minute of it. So I'm at this weird point, like, do I love three-man teams because of Corey and Saxton? Kind of. But I, I don't particularly like three-person teams. That's, that's a weird spot that I'm in. So, but, and that hmm. said, I'm not really digging Michael Cole and Corey Graves by themselves without Saxton there. They're, they're pretty awful by themselves. They're pretty awful by themselves. So I'm in this not weird spot where, I don't know! Yeah. I, I again, you know, it would have to be something where the problem is is you got to take the whole team as a, as like any time that the team was perfect. Like Jr. and King were near perfect. Yeah. Monsoon and Heenan were near perfect, but in that setup, so it's hard to like take pieces from those things and say, well, would it work if you had them together? 
Would it work if Heenan and JR in their primes worked together? I would like to think it would, but would they have had the chemistry of, of Gorilla Monsoon and Heenan, yeah. who were perfect? Um, I don't know. Um, so it's tough for me to, to put together a commentary team when there's so many unknowns like that. You know, uh, Shivani would have to be in the, in the picture as well. Like, you know, whatever you thought about his performances over in WCW, like, the dude's the dude's legit. Yeah. Um, so no, and I'm sure there's one like you know I wouldn't put Taz in there, but like Joey Styles, I would love to throw Joey Styles in there, but you know he hated having Vince yelling in his ear. Does that matter? Would that be something that I would consider? You know, if you if you if if it was, I'll tell you. Okay, screw it, Nick. Jr. Bobby the Brain Heenan, Joey Styles. There's my commentary team. Wow, for all three. Boom, all three. Yep. Hmm. I'm yep. gonna I'm, and you have, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go like I'm gonna clarify '90s Jr. <laughs> can we do that? Not current Jr. Well, yeah, no, no, that's no in their prime, in their prime, in their primes yeah, for yeah. all of all of them in their prime. Um, yeah, that's that's my caveat for sure. So I have a bit of a weird, controversial one. I actually enjoyed hearing Jesse Ventura react and do color uh, commentary stuff, and I I've always wondered what that would sound like with someone else besides Vince. Because if I'm not mistaken, we only mm-hmm. ever got to hear him as, alongside Vince on commentary. And I've always wondered what would Ventura in his prime in the mid early to mid-80s have sounded like n- alongside another play-by-play straight man. There's a lot of those guys from back in the day who were natural talkers, you know, whether it's you know Roddy Piper or Macho Man, who would have made great commentary yeah. guys. Um, but just, I would rather have seen them wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> so, true. you know, just people who have a lot of strengths is, is basically all that is. Yeah. So, uh, I'm yeah. going to go Jr. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to change that. I want Morrow to be my, my, my okay. lead man. Play by play. Yeah, okay. Definitely play by play. And I, I think I, I'm going to go crazy and I want to, I'm going to put Jesse Ventura next to Morrow. Okay. That's a, I mean, cool. All right. I'm not I'm trying mad at to think that. of a third that would even have a chance to get a word in with those two <laughs> next to him. Um, uh, Booker T. Uh, he could just sit over there and go, sugar, sugar, quack, quack. That would be enough, you know. But this, is, this is the craziest thing I ever seen. <laughs> what do you think, Jesse? Yeah, that yeah, would work. Oh, I, Booker, I'll, yeah, I'll I, go with that one. Booker T. I love. Can I? Can I just say like, I love Booker T on commentary. Yeah. He's absolutely insane. And I love that. <laughs> is, is, he, is he? Is he? Is he? Quote unquote good. Ah, debatable, but it's I, subjective he's to what you hell. think is good. He's entertaining as hell. Yeah. Oh, is he good? Ah, I love him on pre-shows. I like him on pre-shows. Yeah, it's good enough. So. Thank you very yeah. much, Andy, for the question. The next one is: I lost my post. I got to get it pulled back up because <laughs> I was looking at other stuff. Sorry, I'm about helpless that. without you. Yeah, Roberto. For you, pal. Roberto is up next. Uh, what's happening, guys? I was wondering if you can remember a year other than this year's Rumble that the winner was up for grabs. I really don't have a clue who's winning this year or who's favorited. Um, yeah. It, it's, what? It's it's kind of that way every year, though. I mean, last year was a little telegraphed based on oh the way God. they were looking mania. But, yeah, this it's kind of that way all the time, I feel like. What about yeah, you, Yeah, Seth, Seth, Seth win last year I thought was fairly telegraphed. But, man, there's been a lot of rumbles. One of the reasons rumbles are my favorites is because often they're so freaking unpredictable. Mm. You know, you know, like a lot of them, you have no idea. You know, uh, and there's a there's a lot of surprises. John Cena coming back at number thirty yep. in whatever what AJ that was. Styles coming out a few years, five six years ago. Um, you know? But as far yeah, as far as winners, like 
you know, no one thought Batista was going to come back and win in 2014. You know, uh, in 07, you had uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, the last two, and you, you flip a coin who's winning that one. Uh, there's, a, there's been a lot. Triple H winning uh, in, what was it, 2017? Triple H be, uh, beat Roman Reigns? Was it 16? Yeah. I forget. 16, I believe. Uh, yeah, after because you have 14, 15 was Roman debacle. Uh, no, I don't remember. I, I, was, anyway. was, so the, I mean, other than this year's Rumble, was it so up for grabs yet? Last year's was pretty telegraphed between the yeah. stuff with Becky going to Becky Two Belts and the stuff with Seth going to Conquer the Beast. I mean, they were just telegraphing that. And I, other than I that, I don't remember the last time. Asuka, the year before that? Asuka, Shinsuke was a surprise. Yeah. Shins- um, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of. I think we picked Shinsuke to win that one. It was. I felt like that was pretty telegraphed. We did, but that's just because you know, <laughs> it's us, Nick. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like, no, that was still a surprise win. Um, this year, like, again, I'm pretty confident in my pick that Brock's going to win. I'm pretty confident. I know you are, and and it may come back to bite me in the ass, but. If that's the case, then I'll come back and apologize to Roberto and say, like, yo, I don't maybe it wasn't as obvious as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, but again, it's a very narrow field this year. It's not like there's five or six people who could win it. There's like two, maybe three, who could win this rumble. So it's gonna yeah. be good, that is for sure. I, Roberto, I don't know. Also- I- I, Roberto, I like, also I, one of our new patrons for January, so thank you, Roberto. Thank you so welcome. much, Roberto. Brother, welcome, 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 and thank you. Um, and yeah, I, I, that's the thing is, I was actually, uh, I was kind of down on this year's Rumble up until like a week ago, and I think the only reason I'm actually intrigued is because now I'm kind of hoping that I'm wrong and it's not Brock, and it will be something exciting. But I'm just like, uh, you know, what if it is Brock? It's just like. It's kind of lame. I hope yeah. this. I hope I'm wrong. I'm. I'm going into this uh, a little low on this year's Royal Rumble. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, on the matches themselves or the whole event, the whole event, the undercards. I mean, you got. I'm looking forward to Becky and Asuka. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's about it. Andrade and Umberto, but I don't think they're going to let them really go. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not terribly excited for this card. To be honest with you. Yeah, so. be interesting to see how it shakes out tomorrow night. Thank you very it much, shall. Roberto, and a welcome to the phenomenal ones. Thank you for your patronage. Next up, Abraham asked, "This weekend is going to be awesome. Love the BWO Nation. Yes, it is. I can't wait to watch Worlds Collide tonight. I think it's gonna be awesome. Looking yeah. forward to hanging out with you guys. Uh, just one question this time. Thank you for that. Uh, why will Abraham win the Royal Rumble Pickums? <laughs> okay." <laughs> And I'm going to uh, do this in my normal... I do this for the patrons when they do their promo stuff. All right, so... I mean, is there anything else, else left to talk about? I think not. I was dead last on the previous one, and it was all to allow for me to survey the entire playing field. Now I know 100%, without a doubt, this championship is my destiny. It's mine. All you other players can kick rocks for all I care. Well, all right. All right, then. Listen, right. if Abraham, if you go from last to first, nobody will celebrate more than this guy right here. Same. So, fantastic. You, I love the red light promo. You let him in. I'm not really sure what that means outside the world of WWE, but okay. At least um, you got a light in that dark closet of his. I'm, I'm right. very happy to see that. Right. Uh, right. 
I, I'm saying it might be he that uh, that. Did he find one of those exit signs to hang out next to that shine the red lights down? That you know something like that. Maybe you don't have to put on the red light. I I think it might just be he's got the good luck charm, the booby prize, the tore up Roman Reigns. Uh, that Dog Ziggler had his way with that he Dog Ziggler beaten that horrible hardcore match that we had. Um, maybe that's his good luck charm, you maybe. know. And I will I will be skeptically optimistic that's for true. Abraham Castillo. You won't beat me, but no, you know, best best of luck to you. Aside from that, you're not gonna win either. So, <clears throat> we'll thank see. you, Abraham, for that. Was it really a question? I guess it was technically. It was a question. Next well, up, well, well, John, what was the question? It was why will why will Abraham win the Royal Rumble Pickums? Oh, because he's got the the good luck charm, which is the the tore up. Because Roman he's Reigns. got nothing to lose, he's already in last. That's what. There you go. That's a good point. Next up, Josh. Uh, who are five superstars you would each like to see in a Royal Rumble, male or female, but can't have been in a Rumble before? Can't like have been in a, can't have been in a Rumble before. Uh, good Jesus Christ, I have no idea. I think everybody's been in the Rumble at some point. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, Rhea Ripley hasn't been in a Rumble. Oh no, she has. She was in the Rumble last year. Damn. Um. <laughs> Yosha Shirai's been in a rumble. <laughs> Keith Lee. Keith Lee hasn't been. There you go. There's one. Keith Lee is an obvious Keith one. Keith Lee. Keith Lee want to see him in a rumble. Gargano's uh, been in one. I think Adam Cole was in it. Uh, I'm out of. I'm out of ideas. I mean, I'm. I guess. Do we have to stick to WWE? <laughs> I guess not. The, that wasn't. The coin, simple. the coin drops. Out comes the rainmaker. Kazuchika Okada, what is Kazuchika Okada doing here? My God! Oh. We, we would lose our money. You're talking about Edge coming back. Good Lord. Right. Kota Ibushi. I mean, yeah, like that's kind of a crazy fantasy book. Okay, let's 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 stay realistic though, Nick. Let's stay yep. stay WWE. Uh who in WWE who has not been in a rumble would you like to see in a rumble? Male know, or is, female? This is the twenty eighth year they've this is the twenty eighth Royal Rumble. I think it's like the third oldest pay per view. Uh, yeah, since 88. Survivor Series and WrestleMania. And then yeah. Rumble's the third, yeah. Uh, um, so, def- okay, so one, Keith Lee. Two, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, old dudes that were predated the Royal Rumble as an event. Oh, like, okay. I see, I see where you're going. I see, um, I see where you're spit shining. Dust- was Dusty Rhodes ever in the Rumble? I think he was. I think he was. He's, he I think, he, I think he was in the first one. No, no, he would no, he was he wasn't in WWE that time. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. You know what? Let's, let's find out. I see. Uh, see. Hey Siri, <laughs> was Dusty Rhodes ever in the Royal Rumble? Oh yeah, like Siri's gonna work. That thing's okay. a piece of crap. I found this on the web for Dusty Rhodes ever in the Royal Rumble. Okay, she doesn't know either. No, of I, course she I, doesn't. I, Garbage. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yes. Uh, well, no, he wasn't in the Rumble. Let's see. He was, he was, he was, it's okay. So he was in a match at the Rumble event uh, with his, with his son, Dustin. Uh, huh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like inter- everybody that we're going to know was probably in As me says, Tyler Bate, and I feel like he was in one. Walter no, he has wasn't. definitely not been in one. Tyler Walter Bate hasn't, hasn't been, been in one, one yet. I wouldn't want to do it because I know Walter would hate it. <laughs> yeah. He hated the Survivor Series match because he thought it was too much of a circus. He'd hate the he'd hate the the Rumble even more. Yeah, lay outside for twenty minutes and sell. <laughs> that so sounds go, awesome. Yeah. Oh, great. This does it's, not give honor to the ring. 
let me sit in the corner, let someone fake chop me until this time my time. Uh, uh, why, why, are, yeah, we just, is, are we just forever going to do Walter, Walter as Arnold? Well, if you want me they to really are Austrian. Oh, well, that would be why. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. From now on, Walter will sound like this. Walter Schwarzenegger. That's yeah. right. Walter will stand tall at the end of the show. Damn it. Give these people the air. Damn it, Cohagen. <laughs> All right. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I would legit my mother. like to see. I would you like to see. You killed my father. You took my father's sword. You killed my people. Uh, Andy dude, says Dusty was in the 1990 Rumble. That's what there I thought too. The yeah. second, or, second or third one. Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I know. I, I, I heard you when you said WCW, and I know, but I feel like yeah, the 90. Okay. Yeah. Who? Um. I, there's I, a lot I, of people outside of WWE that have never been in WWE that I think would be fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I'm looking at um, a Hangman Page. I think would be a fantastic okay. Royal Rumble participant. Eh, he'd be all right. He'd be fine. Um, Omega, obviously, could throw in there as well. I like I guys. I, I like know. guys who get in there and scare the crap out of people. So like Jeff Cobb, you know what I mean? Suplex machine. Guys are going to throw the toss fools, and you like you immediately go, "Oh, he's going to toss people over the rope." Like that's that's kind of person I would want in there. That's just me. Yeah. Like uh, a Let's see. That's right. Uh, what about women? Are there any women that have not been in the first two women's Royal Rumble matches? Sorry, I can't call them women's anymore. Royal Rumble matches from the women's division? I, I don't know how to say that properly. It's just... Uh, the Royal Rumble matches where it's just women. Uh, I don't know why. I think Mia Yim would be cool if that just popped into my head. I don't know why. I Pretty much anybody who hasn't been in a Royal Rumble match, I'd like to see him in a Royal Rumble match. Yeah. That's pretty much the answer. My answer to this question, like, give them a shot. Yeah, if they haven't been in there, throw them, throw them a bone, let them in. Um, they've given it to a lot of people that I, you know, I, I would, I would immediately like. Last year, last year they had a lot of NXT stars that I would would have been the ones I wanted to see. Um. So yeah, cool. Uh, thank you very Lance much, Josh. Archer. Lance Archer. Oh, God. That might yeah. happen sooner than later. We might yeah. all be getting swerved. He might be mm. coming to WWE. He's already been to WWE. Not gonna I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I right. know. Uh, next up, uh, thank you, Josh, for the question. Next up, Patrick asks, who are you guys' prediction for the final four in the women, men's and women's Royal Rumble matches? Uh, men's, Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, Brock Lesnar, Ricochet. Women's, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss? Oh, Spitballing, okay. buddy. Top of my uh, head. For me, Roman Brock, Drew, Samoa Joe. No, Kevin Owens. I'm going to throw right. a Kevin Owens in there. Uh, and then we'll go Shayna, Charlotte are the obvious two. And then I'll go with a – who else do I think is coming out that's going to be – no, 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 no. I'll throw – I don't think she's going to make it to the Final Four. 
I have a sneaky suspicion we might see Tony come out as a surprise entrant for the women's. Yeah, she's been on she's been on TV so much, but I don't think she's going to make it to the final four though. As much as it pains me to say that, um, I'm getting yelled at in the chat for no Drew love. My dude, right. Randy Randy Orton's taking out Drew. I know Nick called him to win the whole thing, but you know yeah. Nick's on crack, so yeah. or whatever it is you're on. I don't know what kind of yeah. crazy stuff, wacky tobacco you're on over there. Final four for the women's. It's hard to pick beyond Charlotte and Shayna because if those two don't win it, I I give up. I completely don't. It's got to they yeah. The, those two have to be in the final four. But uh, okay, we'll pick a. I'll, I'll throw if a Shayna's Naomi up. Naomi in there. Is she that's even what wrestling I did. right now? I and I said I put her. I, that's my three. That's three of my four right there. Um. I and I went Alexa Bliss said. on my fourth. Just you went Alexa like, Bliss. Yeah, um, Alexa Bliss. Brr, 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 brr. Mandy someone Rose. Keeps, Mandy, some, Rose. Mandy, Mandy Rose. Okay. Okay, buddy. Uh, I, someone keep track of this because I haven't written this down. I want to see how right we are or how, how horribly, horribly wrong we are. You can always are. come back to the tubes of you and find it. Ah, uh, yes. And YouTube.com forward slash BWO. Yes. Uh, thank you very much, Patrick. Will be interesting to see how that all shakes out tomorrow. It really next up, will. Next Jeez, up, I'm Marshall so nervous. Ah. says, "Happy Royal Rumble weekend, fellas! Happy Royal Rumble weekend to you as well, Marshall." How much is cross promotional work needed in today's world of wrestling? I know for myself, I tend to be on the edge of my seat more when I see someone from another company cross over for a match and/or a story. Just wondering if y'all think it's needed for wrestling and its evolution. Side note: Michael Myers would destroy Jason. What? Fired. You're wrong. Sorry. Oh, come on. Jason is immortal. Michael Myers is also yeah. somewhat immortal, but he's a human being. J- right. Jason is a super zombie. Michael, Jason My- can- Michael Mike- Myers is a petulant child with a kitchen knife. With a with a mask. Like he's got a exactly. He's got a kitchen <laughs> knife. I don't care how supernatural he got. Jason in like, is a in goddamn like demon. Four and five. That'll just yeah. pull your arms out of your body. I mean, which Michael Myers are we talking about here? Because traditional Michael Myers, like, yes, for some reason he seems to be able to avoid death, but Jason actually comes back to life. He, he lived for years underneath a lake because he was chained under it. He once punched a guy's head off when he went to Manhattan with his bare hands. Has Michael Myers ever punched a guy's head off? No. He can barely take out a teenager, a babysitter. Jason has killed hundreds. Michael Myers' kill count is down like in the, in the 30s or 40s. Get out Seven. of here. Seven. Nonsense. <laughs> uh, so back to his question. How and much? I lo- and I love and- Michael Myers. Let's, let's be clear. I love okay. me some Michael Myers, but Jason would kick his ass. J- yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Marshall. He'd, he'd pull his arms out of his shoulders and beat the shit out of him with him. Yep. Um, how much is... This is a great Jason question. Jason beat and Freddy! I, Come on now! Jason beat Freddy! Dude, don't start me down this path and be here all day. See what you've done, Marshall? See what you've done? Are you happy now? This is a really good question, and I would love to make a, a, like a bigger thing out of this. This is one of those to put on the list of potential bonus episodes in the future. How much is cross-promotional work needed? Because I, I, I've made some speculations. I would love to see a full crossover between... Uh, an AEW and a New Japan. As much as we've seen Mox and Jericho go over there, why are we not seeing some New Japan stars? We're on the USA New Beginnings Tour, which I'm going to here in Durham on Monday. Yes. Uh, how cool would it be to see some AEW stars come out on and just disrupt the, the New Japan New Beginnings Tour to set up feuds for later in the year over in New Japan? I, I think it's very important. I think we've reached this sort of pinnacle in professional wrestling where I don't want to say we've seen it all, but we, it's mostly tropes now. We've seen a lot of the storylines. We understand how the system works and how the business works. But yes, adding the dimension of cross-promotional cross work, I should say, um, well, especially could like be a very these, good thing to, me, to meta out the, the storylines. 
Well, or not even that, but just to kind of expand their ability to tell stories, whether you look at um, a lot of the cross-promotional stories that have been going on in the indies for years. I mean, all the way back to the territory days, really. But uh, especially now when, you know, you have the ability to go and watch all of these indie promotions online so you can actually follow these stories no matter where you are in the world. Uh, that's, that's amazing. That's fantastic. Um, plus, from a business standpoint, it can be good for everyone involved if you're a smaller company and you want to expand your brand, uh, whether that's Ring of Honor working with New Japan, yeah. um, you know, Impact working with uh, AAA, or yeah, AAA, New Japan working with CMLL. Um, this is all from a business standpoint, uh, good because you keep things fresh. You can not only, you can do what new Japan does and send your guys over there to learn a new style. Um, you can tell stories across promotions. You can build character. You can, you can build your audience. So it's very important, but that's not what WWE believes their, their philosophy and Vince's philosophy has always been only me eat everything else. And absorb that, and like like John Carpenter's the thing, and make it part of you. And that way, at any point, you can pretend like your Ring of Honor circa 2010, which is basically what NXT is right now. Yeah. Um, minus the honor. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's. I, I think it's a I think it's a big deal. I think that it's uh, you know, with the access that we have to. Uh, streaming services into to uh, the internet right now. It's it's a it's hugely uh, 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 helpful to both talent and to companies to work together cross promotionally. And I I hope that AEW is able to start doing that. I know they burned some bridges, but hopefully they're able to mend fences to uh, mishmash metaphors. Yeah, and and get some of that going because I think that it would be beneficial for them. And also it's good for the fans it's good for us like you're saying you get excited when you see uh, crossover matches we all do it's cool to see like new lineups we wouldn't have otherwise seen so it's good for everybody uh just that's not what vince believes yeah he wants superheroes he wants to just eat everything and then he can pick and choose what he wants right great question marshall thank you very much i i'm a big fan i would love to uh see more cross promotional stuff done right not just for the sake of it uh, but to have a purpose, to have a reason, uh, they got in a back alley fight for some reason, and they're gonna they're gonna solve it all in the ring at, at such and such pay per view, even though they're not from that promotion. You know, some of the stuff we've seen from Jericho, we initially saw the the Jericho and Omega feud when that first started up, uh, all had to do with some you know tit for tat kind of stuff, and it just escalated. That's the right way to do that kind of stuff. I love it. Uh, next up, Martin. Good day, gentlemen. Good day to you, sir. Who would you like to see join Seth's faction on Raw, and what would you call the faction? Mm. Um, it's an easy one for me. I'd love to see Asuka win tomorrow and see a little bit of a downturn from the Becky from the man and come over and join Seth. Because you know they're dating, in case you guys didn't know. They're actually engaged. Or are they married now? I, had no I don't idea. even know. I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> I, I think Becky would make an interesting one. I'd like to see a female. I'd like to see um, uh, Seth, a tag team, and a female. Yeah, and have so you'd, it, you'd, it, want a, a, you'd want a female in there. You want Asuka. You know what I would say? And this is going to be wild out of left field. Yeah. Liv Morgan. 
have Liv Morgan get a little bit of an edge, drop this mm. whole stupid thing that's going on with her, uh, Lana and Rusev, and she could be an awesome, badass, like, maybe like maybe something like Penelope Ford is doing right now where she's just kind of a, you know, bit of a sex pop, but also able to freaking wrestle and be a badass um, in his faction. I was going to jokingly say they call them Seth's angels, but, you know, something along those lines where, you know, he's the Messiah, they're his acolytes, but we've had acolytes before. The disciples. Uh, the disciples. I, I think we've had the disciples too. Disciples of anarchy. But you know, yeah, we sure. could absolutely, you know, whatever. The disciples could be done again. Um, but I don't want to make it too culty, is the thing, because there's a lot of cult angles going on right now, and it's getting into like CM Punk territory a little bit too. Yeah, a little uh, bit too much Nexus. Kind of. Uh, I'm getting that impression. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't want to make it religious. I don't want to make Monday, it culty. The Monday Night Mafia. Monday Night Messiah is already kind of, and he's preaching and he's rearing his head back and doing all yeah. that stuff. And I'm just like the con, the congregation. Oh God, the, de- the what? Not denomination, uh, congregation. Yeah, that's better. Anyway, uh, I like disciples. I, I think that would be really good. Um, I just, I don't know. That's the one I'm drawn to. I'm drawn to making it a cult, unfortunately, because that feels like the way they're they're building it. Well, maybe so. someone can do that right because I don't think anyone's yeah. really nailing it right now. Yeah. Good question, Martin. Uh, next up, Billy. Good evening, fellas. Good evening to you, sir. A common trope on the internet is to say certain wrestlers are, quote, overrated or, quote, underrated or, quote, should be in a different company. Truth. We're all guilty of it at some point. So what wrestlers are perfectly rated and in the right company, in your mm. opinion? Ah, yeah. I like that. Uh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> Kazuchika Okada. Uh, Okada Kota, was my obvious one. Yeah, Kota Ibushi, Tetsuya Naito, um, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns in WWE is where he is now. Where, where he, he is, is now. now yeah, kinda, he's I've, kind of hit his stride right now. God damn! Can you imagine going back and telling us two years ago, "Hey, it's yeah. all going to work guys. out with Roman"? <laughs> yeah, just hang on. <laughs> it, it's going to be, be all fine. Right. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> land in the right place, and you're gonna come around on him. We would have been like, oh. Oh, thank God. Take a breath. He's going to go away for a few months because of medical reasons. We won't spoil it, but when he comes back, it's going to be interesting to see him Randy organically Orton. ascend. Randy Orton is in the perfect place in the oh, company right now. That's, he's that's given a great like, one. You know what I mean? Like He's given his due every time he comes out. He's being yeah. used. I mean, he probably, probably wants to do more and get in the title picture, but I think he's right where he should be. Yeah. Uh, who else is right where they should be? Jinder Mahal is right where he should be. Off my screen and uh, in the back. Oh, he'll be in the Rumble tomorrow. Don't I feel I feel bad. I, that, yeah. that guy's had a rough go of it. <laughs> He's just kind of been screwed over right now. Drew McIntyre. Uh, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I think he could be. They could be doing more with him. I think. I think. What's, he's what under- was the question? Perfectly rated. I feel like I liked the Scottish side. Are we? Oh, we're talking. I, I'm, for some reason, yeah. I thought we were talking about like what the company's perception of them is. Uh, sort perfectly of in rated and in the right company. I think I think he's in the right company. Um, I think that he could be rated. I think people haven't really quite come around on him yet, just because of his booking. Um, I think he could be better rated. Um, I think, but we're man, it's so see close. That. We've only yeah. seen one yeah, semblance he, quote, of the face the turn Rumble. now. No, we, right. we've seen him. We've seen that little face turn that he did last week, or right? Two weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, when he came out to face Randy. So yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm anxious to see where Drew lands. Drew yeah. as the NXT champion as a super babyface was fantastic, and I'm hope that's my kind of my hope. I'm I'm leaning back on that. Going look, at, guys, remember how good that was before Andrade yep. and he got injured and Andrade took it. That was awesome. So that's what I'm hoping we get to recreate. And I think again, I Drew that Drew in NXT was perfect, and I'm hoping <laughs> we get to say that again about a kind of face Drew in the future in WWE. Hangman Page, I think, was overrated last year, underrated the year before, and right now he's in the perfect place. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's hit a sweet spot. They hit the sweet spot with him right now, yeah. where people are appreciating the fact that the dude can work and everything that he can do, but he's not getting pushed too hard. Uh, he's not a program he shouldn't be in. Like I think I think they've, they've hit the sweet spot with him too. Hmm. Um, who else is in a perfect position? I think uh, Moxley has also finally found his spot. And I say that intentionally because he's not... You don't think he's a little overrated? I think he was overrated in WWE. Really? Huh. I think his... Let me let me rephrase that. I think okay. I think he was <laughs> underrated. Underappreciated? Underappreciated, under, under underutilized... I'm not sure which one of those. He was never given the chance to be what we're seeing him be today and okay. to be able to do that around the globe, across promotions, across companies. He's he's one of the hottest things if, if in wrestling right now, if not the hottest thing in wrestling, across two different complete promotions. Mm. So I I don't – is he in the perfect company? I think so. Is he in the perfect rated position? I think the fact that he's such a mercenary independent – I'm I'm really enjoying that uh, side of him, so I'm I'm really happy to see where he's at. Yo, uh, Andy Jessup just posted in the chat. He's apparently been doing some research. Scott Hall was never in the Royal Rumble. There's there's a easy yes, he should have been in the Rumble. I'd Holy love to see him in the shit, Rumble. Well, yes, in his prime, like that's crazy. Wow, I know I know fake uh, fake Razor Ramon was in the Rumble the year after that he left the company. Yeah, uh, and was eliminated very quickly. I remember that, but yeah. Anyway. Thank you very much, Billy. That was a really good question. Um, next that up, Sean, yeah. the, the innovator of our moment of positivity. Thank you very yes. much for that, Sean. Uh, he says, in Rumble the, Honor... The, the perpetrator of positivity. Yeah. <laughs> in Rumble Honor, what years are your favorite Royal Rumbles? Ooh. 92. 92 is the best. 92 is the always best. Always love the show All and right. seeing other people share their moments of positivity is always a day maker, so thanks for that. Thank um, you, brother. 92 listen, is the best. 90, what else? 92 Rumble is the, the bar. Like yeah. it's it's never I don't think that's ever going to be repeated. Frankly, uh, it's what, too much what, what about other, one. Okay. It's too much about one person now. What? Well, it's kind of about one person then. We just didn't know it, but that's what made it great. But yeah. okay, let's. What are some other ones, Nick, that you recall being really good? I've got a couple off the top of my head. Um, I remember 2006 was kind of a crap rumble, but a great story. And I I always love going back and watch 06. That was the Rey Mysterio one. I was going to ask, is that the Mysterio one? Yeah, that was the Mysterio one. That was really good. Uh, well, the, actually, it was not good. It was just actually a great story and a good ending. Uh, but the Rumble itself actually was kind of crap that year, as I recall. It was a big dead stretch in the middle. Um, 04, I think, was amazing, as I recall. That was the Benoit, when Benoit won it. And people forget about 04 because it's Benoit. But that was a great Royal Rumble. A really good, like, like perfectly paced Royal Rumble. Um, I love 97, 98, the Stone Cold ones. Yeah, those just are... Just because they're classic. Well, even the 99 one with McMahon, you know. Yeah, it, that was it, fun it, in its own way, too. Stone Cold, by the way, in case you don't know, is the only person to have three 
Um, back, yeah. yeah, back to back to back, basically. Um, Ninety-seven, I love that was the one where he was checking the watch, which is still my most like. That's one of the most classic Rumble moments for me. Stone Cold sitting in the turnbuckle checking the watch. He eliminated someone so quickly, yep. sitting on the turnbuckle checking his watch to see when the next person's coming along. Like, talk about a way to get someone over. Good God Almighty! Oh man, um, what else? I. What other ones? Uh, I'd. I'm question. No, I'm sorry. Ten the was other, ten the, was the, good. The third Stone Cold one was uh, 2001. I had to go check real quick, uh, which I also want to call attention to. Um, you know, we had Kane, we had Cena, we had Stone Cold, all, all kinds of good stuff. That one was a really good one as well. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of the other good ones that stand out. I'm looking through this this list of the all the rumbles and the cards and everything like that i'm just remembering uh, i'm remembering 10 being like a uh, a hidden gem too um with the sean michaels trying to get back to wrestlemania edge coming back um yeah that was a that was a damn good one uh just for the actual like rumble i'm thinking about the match itself like what ones were the match itself was really good yeah um but you're talking i think you're talking about the the sean michaels one in 95 Michael's ninety five was all right. We're him hanging off the ropes, basically. That's, no, that's, I'm talking. That's I'm the talking spot about of that ten. Match. I'm talking about ten when Batista, where Triple H, two thousand ten, two thousand ten. Like oh. I forget it was Batista or Triple H tossed him out, and he was like, because he wanted to get back to WrestleMania face the Undertaker. Remember? Um, Vaguely, I remember two. I remember like two thousand one was pretty good too, as I recall. I was kind of questioning my fandom in two thousand ten. I was I was well, deviating. Go back and of, watch that. Ring go of Honor and, and TNA and all that. Go back and watch 2010. It's really good. I mean, it's okay. it's it's a it's a really good one. Yeah, we'll do that as a watch party, maybe with some of the yeah, some of idea. the listeners. Sounds yeah. like a good plan. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. lot. There's been lots of good Rumble outcomes, and I think the thing that the, the word I always like to use is outcomes. What had a good outcome, and I, those are the moments that you remember. You mentioned the Stone Cold thing, but there's also the little moments like during the matches that you remember. Um, I I I liked. Was it Daniel Bryan a couple years ago that went an hour and twenty minutes? Hour sixteen or something like that. Almost ran the whole thing. Yeah, stuff like that. I remember Um, the winners. I remember, but I I always look for outcomes. Like, what did it facilitate? What storyline did it create or begin or continue? Stuff like that. So yeah, all of the stuff for Stone Cold in the late nineties and two thousand one. Just they all had a purpose. They all had a reason, and there's a reason they got to six million viewers, and there's a reason that they hit lightning in a bottle, and they took full advantage of it. Yeah, when I go them. when I go to hang out with my dude uh, out in the valley, my buddy out in the valley who watches wrestling, uh, we just used to just sit down and just like, we're like what, are we, what are we gonna watch tonight? It was always a rumble. It was always a rumble because we could just sit there and watch all these people come out, and it would be a blast. So, and we it would usually be one of those late '90s, early 2000s ones because they were all really pretty solid. So I think if I remember correctly, '99 was a bit of a stumble, but but um, seven, eight. 2000, 2001, we're all pretty good. Yeah. And then 04. So, so to, answer, to answer your question, Sean, most of them. Yeah, almost all of them. <laughs> we, yeah, we just, Jesus Christ. So Sorry we didn't give you any more clear answer there. <laughs> no, I think we give, we give a couple of good ones, I think. Uh, yeah. Ten, yeah check, out, check out 10, check out um, like 98, 2004. Those are some hidden gem ones, I think. I think 90 was Hogan as well. Was 91, was, 91 was definitely Hogan. Ninety one was ninety one was when we put down earthquake. Right. Okay. I think Hogan went back to back, so ninety ninety one would have been Hogan. ninety. I, there was a night one. Uh, for some reason, I'm remembering ninety with Hogan. That's a good one. 
Uh, all right. Thank you very much, Sean. Next up, Brandon. Hey, guys. My question is that you have to – oh, dear Lord. This is a fancy booking question here. Uh-oh. My question is you have to release two men and two women from WWE, NXT, AEW, and three men from New Japan and choose their new companies and their ceilings in the new companies. What? Wait, what? Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, Lord. Uh, okay. Wait. Can we do this quickly? I I don't know. <laughs> okay, so two men and two women that you would release from WWE, NXT, and AEW. Let's start there. Okay. Let's send... I want to send... Um, I want to send Aleister Black down to NXT. I want to send... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be crazy and send Kevin Owens to AEW. Um, I told you I'm crazy. Kevin Owens to AEW. You heard it here first. Uh, I'm going to send... Man, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna. I want to send some women over to AEW because I just feel bad for them right now. Uh, let's give. Let's give AEW uh, Io Shirai because that would just that would fix a lot of just one awesome person would fix a lot of their problems. Io Shirai and like Tony Storm. To I don't AEW. think. I don't think plus one Asian lady is gonna make any difference in AEW right now. Um. I think it's all in the performer, Nick. I don't think anything else has anything to do with it. I think Io Shirai is uh, night and day better performer than anybody else they have in that company right now. Head and shoulders. My point is like adding additional Joshi wrestlers to a division that doesn't seem to be flourishing around Joshi wrestling is not going to help the cause. To get the AEW division over. I know what you're saying, but I think that there's... Joshy wrestlers, there's Joshy wrestlers, and and EO is the next level. And it's not like she's going to be finding a whole lot of places to swim on the main roster of WWE either, as we've seen with what Vince thinks of Kyrie Sane, which is basically mini Asuka. Yeah. So I think they could actually do a lot more with her in AEW. But they're doing a lot with her in NXT, so I can't be guess, I guess too mad at it. Um, three men from New Japan. I'd love to see Sonata and Evil over in WWE. And, uh, and Shingo. Well, that's Shingo, interesting. Shingo Takagi. Sonata, Evil, Shingo Takagi in WWE, even if they're a faction, like just three gnarly, big, badass Japanese dudes just wreaking havoc. Like if we're just if we're going crazy with the fantasy booking, send those three dudes over to WWE. See, the fallacy in your argument is that you would you would assume that they would carry their gimmicks over, but Vince would turn them into like samurais or something and just some goofy <laughs> intro. So basically they turn them into Hiroki Goto, is what you're saying? Basically, <laughs> except not that cool. Hey, man, it'd be it'd be like the Japanese Bludgeon Brothers. Basically, if we're sending, oh Jesus, if we're sending uh, people, if we're sending people to different places, like we just have to assume that it, that it's going to work out well for them. You know, I can't. I'm not just going to. I mean, I, what I'm sending people from New Japan. I'm not going to send anybody to WWE if you're going to make me pessimistic about it. You know. Unless I send Vince Lance Archer, but he screwed him up last time. So what do I know? I have a controversial one. Okay. Hold your breath. Oh, Jesus. Charlotte Flair to AEW. (laughs) It's not controversial. That's ridiculous. Hey, you know. It's ridiculous. 
I think they need big personalities in that women's division. That's what's missing in AEW for me. And I feel like Charlotte's got a pretty big personality, big presence. There's, big. N- there's nobody over there that it can command a stage and a, like she can. And I feel like that's the, that's like the one thing yeah. that's, that's really missing from that women's I, division. You know what? I, I get what you're going for. I think just my mind is rebelling against that because Charlotte has it made in the shade in WWE. Sure. So that would never happen. But I get the reasoning behind what yeah, you're I'm saying. I'm never going to release Charlotte for her to even to be available to go over. No, to oh AEW. god. <laughs> but what you're what you're saying is they need someone who's a star on that level, and yeah. you're completely right. They do. They need to have a gigantic, like a Tessa Blanchard or a Charlotte Flair, uh, whatever you think of Tessa. You know, she she pulls eyes, and she's a she's a female star on a level they don't have in AEW. So, yeah, I I see you on that point. That being said, it's also completely ridiculous. But, right. Of course it is. It came out of my mouth. Of course, it's ridiculous. No, um, they, they got, you, you're right there. Uh, oh yeah, they, Will Osprey to uh, that's WW. No, no, Esme in no, the chat. No, no. no. Uh, but Osprey, Osprey to uh, AEW would be glorious. Osprey to NXT. Yeah, I. Osprey versus Finn Balor. I want to say we've seen that. I want to say there was a junior tag. I don't know if their paths crossed. I, I don't think they did. I don't know if they I'd did. I'd have to go look. I, th- I feel like I Devitt left Yeah, sooner. I might have just missed it, but even over in the... In, 2014, in, he left, right? Yeah, I think they, they just they missed took over. each other. I think they just missed each other. Yeah. Whatever. But regardless, yeah, uh, Osprey to WWE main roster, absolutely not. They'd they neuter the guy. Yeah. Um, NXT at worst, AEW at... Somewhat best. He's kind of in the best position ever right now in New Japan, though. Like he's, I don't think he should go anywhere. I think, I, right. much like you said, Alistair, I think it would also have kept Ricochet in NXT a little bit longer. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's getting lost in the main roster, as yeah. we predicted he would. Yep. When, when they said, what, "What are the ceilings? What are the ceilings?" He's going to go to the main roster, get lost. He might win a mid card championship, but he's going to get lost. Love you, Rick. Sorry, brother. Uh, Brandon also says, also this Sunday, I will fulfill my destiny and become patron, patron Pickham's champion. Goodbye and good night. Bang. All right. Strong words. Strong words from both Brandon and Abraham. I'm loving it. I'm loving the competition. Bring it on. Yes. Bring it on. Next up, James, also one of our new patrons for January. Thank you very much, James, and welcome aboard. Uh, Hey, guys, hope this finds you and all of the listeners well. Since GCW Bloodsport won, the event has grown in viewership, quality, and participating talent. Do you think Bloodsport will continue to grow due to its MMA-style presentation, or does the realistic approach limit its popularity to a niche audience and will not be widely accepted by casual wrestling fans? Also, if its popularity does grow, can we expect the major companies uh, following with similar-style matches? So... Hmm. Yes and no. I think there's elements of blood sport slash hardcore wrestling slash ECW stuff that has made its way into uh, modern major companies. We see hardcore matches and stipulation matches and all that kind of stuff, but just straight up MMA, I, I, I'm not sure you're going to see something along the lines of a blood sport well, crossover. It's, it's- it's kind of Enochiism, really. It's it's just the yeah. how close can we get to a real fight without it being a real fight, and um, you know more like don't actually hit the guy, but let's get stiff with this stuff. And it's, sure. I think, just because of that, it is niche. 
But at the same time, um, it's growing in popularity because it does kind of um, MMA is wildly popular, and it's bridging that gap. So is there used room- to be? I don't know if it's as popular as it used to be. It's pretty freaking big. When it was that Tito kind of- Ortiz and Brock and Chuck and. Like the big name, like I, I, I don't, Conor I'm McGregor. Li- Conor McGregor just made huge numbers. Okay, taking out Daniel Cerrone in forty C- seconds. Sure, Conor. Conor is the modern personality that Chuck and Tito and Brock and everybody used to inhabit. Sure, yeah, I grant you that. But, uh, Nick, but the- Nate Diaz, like, there's still a bunch of them. There's still a bunch. Sure. Of them. But, but my point is, it's still there's a reason MMA I quit st- watching. I guess I should, is what I should oh, say. Okay, a lot of people didn't, Nick, and it's still very, very popular. Okay, fine. And MMA is starting to bleed more into uh, wrestling. And combat sports in general is starting to bleed into wrestling because you're getting more people who have been trained in MMA, whether it's Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Matt Riddle, whoever you have, or Brock, whoever you have, people who can actually go out there and shoot fight. Um, or even guys like Samoa Joe who can look like it. Uh, are on the women's side, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, uh, to some extent, um, Sonia Deville. So I think that there's elements of it that is already, blend, is already bleeding into mainstream wrestling. Uh, as far as the Bloodsport event itself, I think it has a ceiling because by nature, it's supposed to feel underground. That's why they call it Bloodsport. It's supposed to feel like a kumite, like, oh, it's you yeah. know, it's a secret little event. So I think that just in its presentation itself, it's a bit of intentionally niche. But uh, at the same time, I think that elements of it will be taken on by other companies at some point because there is gonna there is a market for it. There's a desire for it. Um, in, in New Japan as well, you're starting to see guys who are throwing in, throwing in these kinds of matches. And not just New Japan, All Japan, NOAA. Like a lot of those guys are starting to... to they've always been uh, shoot, you know, a little bit more strong style. Um, but you're starting to see more of grappling getting thrown into it. So yeah, as far as Bloodsport goes, I think it has a, a, a ceiling... I don't know if casual fans will accept it, but casual fans have accepted MMA, so I think there's a certain amount that we can start putting into wrestling or will start being seen in mainstream wrestling that will be accepted and might actually make it more popular. Um, it's why Maybe. like, I'm really, I'm really high on a guy like Matt Riddle, Nick, is because I think that if they use him to his full potential and let him go out there and kind of do like what he does with like Kyle O'Reilly or a guy like Kushida or anything like that, like guys who can actually go out there and fight, you know, you can just go out there and just, they can just roll around the camp, uh, uh, you know, when, when he had a match with Pete Dunne, they can go out there and roll around the canvas and make us feel like they're actually fighting. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it makes, makes me salivate to see Riddle and, and Brock go at it. Winner or loser, like those guys are going to go out and have a fun fight, you know. God. I would, better than better Brock than would destroy him in a shoot fight, I think. But I I don't I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Brock's it, not what it, he once was in Riddle. There's a enough there that to make me question even saying that now that I've said it. But I just I don't know. Brock is one of those that I don't know we'll ever see again. I mean, somebody posted a, like a video of his uh, wrestling coaches. I feel like it was Jose Torres. Oh yeah, no, he posted he's, a it, it was like his Minnesota hype film from his amateur wrestling day, NCAA wrestling days. And they were just like, we've never seen anything like this. No, you know? no, there's a reason why he's an attraction to Vince. He's an attraction to everybody. Is I think a lot of people do forget with Brock what just a freak human being he is. Like an absolute once-in-a-lifetime athlete. Yeah. Um, and I think the only thing that kind of derailed him was his lack of focus. Uh, he didn't really know what he wanted to do. He wanted to make money. 
but he didn't really want to be a pro wrestler. He wanted to be a football player, but you know, didn't put in the skills when he was younger. He put his skills into wrestling. Yeah. Um, so he couldn't quite get on the elite level, although he just went and just, I want to be a football player. And he went and got on a team just because he felt like it. He couldn't get to an elite level because he didn't put the, the time in when he was younger, but that's still, that's freakish. And he was like, ah, I'm going to go do MMA. Conquer the MMA world. Like that, we're never going to see anything like Brock again. No. Like he is absolutely a freak and, and hyperbole does not do it justice. What a freakish athlete he is. The things that he can do with that in, enormous body of his yeah. are absolutely unreal. Um, so yeah. Uh, I no, say the same thing about Otis Dozovich. Okay, uh, Nick, I don't know what to do with you right now. Like, I, I you're lucky you're in North Carolina right now because I throw the something things that you, that man can do with his body. Good luck. All right, all right, all right. Let's okay. I think we've said our piece on this. Thank Enough you very much, that. James. Good. I appreciate Donald. it. Welcome, right. welcome aboard to the patronage. Uh, next up, Will asks if I go over the top rope like I just did, will I be eliminated this Sunday? But seriously. Gimmick yes. matches like the Rumble and Money in the Bank are some of the things I'll always enjoy in WWE. And yeah. I think staples like that would help AEW long-term. Are there any types of gimmick matches you could think of that AEW could implement as such without feeling like a WWE copy and add some of those stakes? Or add to some of those stakes? Um, I'd like to see some sort of tournament thing like a King of the Ring in AEW. I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing a Rumble at some point, but they definitely have to put their own spin on it. Uh, like Lucha Underground had a rumble and and well they had the buy-in battle royal uh, before all in and all out yeah exactly and, and those stuff were great like that yeah those were great um I, but you know again those were pre-show matches and it was kind of like circus shows like they weren't let's the, get everybody on TV kind of stuff yeah you know and and it, it was more just kind of a, a big hey everyone get your gimmick over match right um. I mean, aside from that, like, if, if they want to get creative, like, you know, elimination chambers, war games, that kind of thing, it's going to depend on kind of what um, they can either, if they don't want to be a copy of WWE, what they can get the rights to from other companies. Um, I'm very curious to see how they do this cage match with Wardlow. It's going to be their first cage match, I think. And it's going to go a long way towards defining where they stand on these kinds of things because I've been really down on WWE cage matches because of because the, of the PG rationale. Era. Because it's, they don't really well, do Well, any- but also, this stupid, like, escape the cage thing, it becomes all about escaping the cage, sure. and that's not the, the point of a cage match is the only reason you'd want to escape is if the other guy's going to beat your ass, right? It's not the, the point of the match. Like the booking point, the psychological point of a cage match is two guys locked in the cage. They want to kill each other, and we're going to lock them in there, and and they're going to go at it, and only one of them can walk out. Yeah. Um. And if one guy wants to escape, because he's getting his ass beat too hard. True. Right. That's that's the logic. And WWE has thrown that right out the window. They've forgotten that. Now, if they can do that with Cody, where Cody's going to go in here, and the whole idea is he's going to get his ass beat by Wardlow. At least that's MJF's plan. That's the psychology of this angle. Cool. All right. Will Cody be able to withstand Wardlow when he can't escape him? That's the psychology. So aut- automatically, you've already got a good story going into it. Now, how do you handle the actual match itself, the cage itself? You have my attention. What are you going to do? Um, so, yeah, as far as gimmick matches in, in AEW, I think that they've got a lot to choose from. They just have to separate themselves from WWE if they do matches that you have in WWE. Obviously, ladder matches are kind of you know the stock and trade of a lot of these guys. 
uh, because that's what they did a lot of the indies. They've already shown they can put on just absolutely bananas ladder matches. So we know that. Right. But it's the other like kind of crazier gimmicks. We'll see what they can do. I'd like to see some kind of... Um we see the contract from the G1. We've got the money in the bank. I'd like to see something along those lines, like a guarantee, because it gives the underdogs and the new folks the chance to go up and challenge. Like we had Jungle Boy, you know, challenge. He says, I could go for more than 10 minutes. You couldn't last 10 minutes with me. I bet I can't. And he did. And so the, those kinds of opportunities. I like to see opportunity-style stipulations where it gives people uh, a chance that they normally wouldn't have Right. in a normal straight up meat and potatoes kind of match. So that's what I'm looking for is those kinds of, I'm not sure how I feel about the, the, the mid card title being a ring yet. I still haven't really come around on that. It kind of makes my head go. It hasn't really been pushed as a thing yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still want them to have at least one more kind of mid mid title title title. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that can just exist. But yeah. um, one gimmick match maybe they should do is Brawl for All. Oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. All the titles. Put them all in. Stupid stupid idea. It's all the titles in the Brawl for All. Just oh, Whoever wins, wins everything. Just have Butter Butterbean come in and wipe the floor with the, the guy. It's who all on the line. line. Yeah. All yeah. promotions, all titles. <laughs> and Brock this would year win at it. WrestleMania. Brock would win it. <laughs> In addition Once to again, everything else that's going on in Tampa here in a couple of months. Lol, Brock wins. All right. right, exactly. Thanks, Will, and thanks for reminding us exactly what the Royal Rumble was. We we weren't really sure. You're over the top rope, and you go over both, the, but both if feet you, touch the Both floor. feet have to make contact with the Thanks group. a lot, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Where do you go for that particular rule? Uh, next up, Will. If I go over the... Oh, no, that was Will. That was Will. Come on. Next man. up, Jacob. Come on, thank man. you, thank you, Will, for the question and the education. Next up, Jacob. Yes, will with NXT UK seemingly gaining more prominence, when will they add a mid card title, possibly bringing back the European Championship? Ooh. Also, who would be the first champion? Do you see any UK member entering the Rumble? UK members entering the Rumble, possibly. I threw Tony uh, Storm out there earlier. I, I do suspect is, she'll be. In is there. Worlds Collide? Worlds Collide's happening in Florida, isn't it? Uh, why do I want to say Houston or Dallas? Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Venue, Toyota Center. In where is that? <laughs> Houston. It's it is in Houston. Houston. Yeah. So they're all. They've got all those UK talents there already. You've got Mustache Mountain there. You've got uh, Ilya Dragunov there. You've got Walter and Imperium there. So, could you see UK talents at Rumble? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them you could see there. Um, do I see any UK members entering the Rumble? Yeah, I see Ilya Dragunov entering the Rumble. I, I see uh, Fabian Eichner. I, I doubt Walter will do it, like I said, because he, he was so pissed about the Survivor Series thing. Hang on, there's only three or four spots left. They've filled it all I up. know, I know. That's not a whole lot of... People, but I like who could be in there. I'm thinking like, well, a lot of people really. Brian I like Cage you said swerving us all with this whole my, oh, my bicep thing, and he comes out. Uh, yeah, right. Edge is going to be one Get of out them, of here. obviously. Uh, I mean, yeah, Tyler Bate could be Tyler Bate. Absolutely, Tyler Bate, Tyler Tyler Bate, nah nah. He's a big strong boy. He could throw people yes, over the is. top. 
Um, so yeah, no, I absolutely, but a, a European championship. Oh, delicious. Give me that. Yeah, Put I would on- love to see a mid card title in the UK promotion, but yeah. I, I don't know if I see any UK folks other than like, like Tony Storm and the women's is the, probably the one that I would pick out as probably going to be in the rumble tomorrow. I don't see any of them, any of the men's it's too full right now. Quite. Yeah, you're right. I, well, I see a lot of. NXT women and UK women being in the women's match. Absolutely. Yep. That, so yep. The main roster is a little thin. And legends coming back and that sort of thing. True. Um, as far as the European Championship, I mean, given where everyone's kind of set right now, uh, you know, you could put that on one of the members of Gallus. You could put it on Ilya Dragunov. You could put it on Tyler Bate. Um, yeah, there's a number of things. I mean, you could even have Imperium do a, a, an Undisputed Era and start sucking up the tag to all the other different titles. Although, you know, it's just been done, so maybe not. But, yeah, there's a lot of people you could put that mid-card title on, uh, and that would be cool. I just love the idea of having the European Championship back. Like, it was yes, not a very please. prestigious title, but I have fond memories of it. So, But I think you need that. You need something for the rest of the roster to vie for and validate themselves to be contenders Ooh, for the, no, for the next champion up, you know? Devlin. Jordan Devlin. Boom. That's a big one. Mm. Yeah. Meh. Meh. I don't think he's I mean, meh. Right. Not man the performer, but nah, he's. Not, I don't think he's. No, nah. I what? unfortunately don't think. I don't think there are going to be any NXT UK men's entrance in the men's Royal Rumble match. You're saying no, no. Okay, I'm saying yes. Okay, maybe we'll do a plus one or not. You willing to put it all on the line and put the whole Royal Rumble card on that? No, I'm no. Get, get, the, get out of here. <laughs> I'm a smarter, better than that. I, I like Vegas too much. Uh, thank you, Jacob. Next up, uh, last but certainly not least, as always, our beloved Esme, stand in yes. If you guys can go back in time, if I can turn back time. Don't ever do that again. Still better than Moxley singing Sweet Caroline. That's true. Uh, if you guys can do back, in, if you could go back in time and attend a wrestling event, which one would it be? Oh. And if you could unsee one event, I'm assuming she means that you did attend. Yeah. Which one would it be? Go back to one wrestling event? I feel like I went to the 2016 Hell in a Cell and absolutely hated it. And I don't even remember what the card was. Andy Nelson and I went, and it was... It, there was either a Hell in a Cell match at a, Raw or, at a Raw or SmackDown taping in L.A. at Staples, or it was Hell in a Cell, and I feel like it was Hell in a Cell. 2016? 2016 Hell in a Cell. I... Uh, I'm trying to think of the one I would go back in time to see. I would, I no. would, have, I would, I already know which one I would undo. Actually, you know what? No, I wouldn't. I regret nothing. I was going to say the XPW event I went to back in 2001 oh, wow. with the boys from from going in Raw. We all went to that thing together. We all were just like, "What the hell? Have we what have we done?" Um, I wouldn't take that back though, because it's become such like <laughs> a story of like this freaking event. Oh my god, what a train wreck. Um. Mm. I wouldn't take that one back. Uh, if I were to take back an event, dang. I've, there are no wrestling events yeah. that I've really been to that I didn't have an absolute blast. Yeah, I don't have any I would take back. Even, like, even, even, the, the, even the one that I went to that I was just saying, I think it was yeah. just a Raw or SmackDown where they had a Hell in a Cell match exhibition oh, okay. um, back in 2016. Because I looked and that, that one was in Boston. I wouldn't have gone to Boston. In 2016, <laughs> um, but the the one, what was the other question? Our favorite one? Yeah, what would we have gone you back? Go back. Oh, to? if you could go back in time, at time and attend one. Yeah, WrestleMania X7 or X8. WrestleMania I mean, three. 
at the Silverdome. I actually that would have been cool. Hundred thousand people. I just I I I would want to go not for the matches that I would have seen, but for the experience of being a, like you seeing the cash in at uh, Seth's cash in at Mania. Like that's got to be one of the top things that you've ever seen at, in, oh, at a wrestling event. Easily, easily. Yeah. I mean, I and that's a, I, w- I would love to thing. go see WrestleMania 30 and see Daniel Bryan run through Evolution uh, as a thing. You know, I would have loved to have gone back and seen any ECW event in that in Philly. Like, I never had the opportunity to see any ECW yeah. events in Philly. Like, I would have loved to see any of any single one. Don't care which one. Obviously, you know, one of the big shows, but any of them. Don't care. Would have just loved to have been in that room with that crowd watching that product at that time. Yeah. Never got yeah. the opportunity. Um, so, I mean, list of things I wish I could have seen. God, they listen that they listen the millions, the yeah, thousands, tons of things. Um, trying to think of the I, what was the one I was thinking about earlier? Daniel Bryan, uh, the main event gauntlet where he had to go through Evolution to get both titles. Um, I I definitely would have loved to have been there with you for 30, the cash in Mania Thirty. Yeah, yeah, that was Mania Thirty. Um, Survivor Series where the Shield debuted. Just because, you, I, yeah, I you, yeah, 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 you mark. Like, oh my god, who is this? Oh, it's the Shield. If I could go back in time, knowing who it was, like, oh my god, you guys, this is—they're called the Shield, and they're just—they're awesome. They're going to be awesome for like the next five so, years. So lame. Yeah, whatever. It's funny that Dean still comes in through the crowd to me. I mean, I would have uh, loved to have seen some like still using their music. Yeah. yeah, I would love to have seen PWG matches in like a Ring of Honor matches in like 2008, 2009. Missed out on that. I would love to have seen all Japan matches in like the mid '90s when like Masao was there and Kobashi was there. Um, uh, yeah, I, there's so many I would have liked to have seen. So many I uh, missed out on. I would have loved to have been there at Wrestle Kingdom this year to see that Okada entrance. Oh, yeah, more recent one with, with all the with all the graphics and him yep. like orchestrating oh, I it will. with his hands. That's a bucket list thing, man. Going to, going to Wrestle Kingdom in Tokyo. Actually seeing any, because I've seen New Japan matches here, but I want to go to Karakuen Hall. I want to go to Tokyo Dome. Seeing a show in one of those, like a New Japan show in one of those places. Uh, even Osaka Joe Hall. Like one of those, and I love Osaka. Osaka is an absolutely beautiful city. It's up there with Kyoto as my favorite city in Japan. It's, it's, it's neck and neck. I think, I think Kyoto edges it out, but Osaka is a really cool town. Cool. Um, but yeah, I've only I, ever I, been to Tokyo, been Narita. Oh, geez. And that's, I mean, that's like saying you've only ever been to like New York yeah. in the U.S. It's just, it's, it's a completely different thing from everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as Esme, stuff I wish I could have gone back and seen, t- take a pick. Just pff, anything, man. So much. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, guys, that is it. Thank you very much, Esme, and thank you very much for uh, to all of our patrons for getting all of your questions in. If you guys would like to get in on that for the next show and beyond, you can head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Get your questions in every single week in addition to getting access to the show notes for every single episode and the ability to participate in tomorrow's Royal Rumble patron pickums, where reigning champion Brian Average will be putting up his title to defend for the very first time. Let's see if he can hang on to it. Looking forward to it, Brian. Uh, absolutely do not want to fall from grace on my part either, so I'm, I'll be right there with you. 
Uh, guys, always come join us over in Facebook, Discord, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, and streaming live right here on YouTube every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern in addition to this patron show. You can find all of those links and everything either in the description below here on YouTube or at bwopodcast.com. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And with four minutes left before the pre-show of Worlds Collide, Nick, we pulled it off. I am Ian, I am Surian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Surian Dangerous. But my God, somebody stop the damn man! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.